did that. Put him in the aisle. It's a shotgun snap. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line. Going up. Ball tipped in the air. Touchdown. Gordon Westerkamp. Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby. Back to throw is Martinez. Now being chased, throws it out. A flat Burkhead makes a catch. Slips a tackle. 25 20, 15 10, 5. Rex Burkhead. Touchdown, Nebraska. Friends and everybody, you know, you know, that's here. You know, they welcome me back. You know, and it's like, you know, just being to bring your family here, you know, and I, I wouldn't, like I told my wife, I said I wouldn't bring my family here if this wasn't a good place and good people. You know, we could have we could have went other places, but at the end of the day, I, I thought, I think Scott's got this program going in the right direction. So no. We are here with Miss Priscilla Joseph. How's it going? Good. I'm sitting in an empty room in our house. <laughs> Okay. We got to we got to get some like uh some Joseph family pictures in Nebraska jerseys on that wall. We need family pictures in general, y'all. We don't have any. Are fatheads still a thing? Can we get like a Joseph family fathead for that wall? Why not? I I think that's perfect. Right behind. Me. I don't I don't know if they're still a thing. Are they still a thing? Oh yeah. I don't Blast see the commercials the anymore. Oh yeah, they still make tons of money on them. I got a buddy that buys them constantly. If you do that's a family crazy. photo and make a fathead, I will put it on my office wall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I might put that in my new basement in my house. My wife might kill me, but it's fine. I'll just be like, I got celebrities on my wall that I know. It's not a big deal at all. No yeah. biggie. <laughs> now we're on a first name basis. There you go. That's how you know you made it right there. Huh. Well, real quick, uh, you've obviously got your own show in Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket, I believe it is, correct? Correct. So is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Kind of give us a little bit of information. We want you to sell yourself here. We want everyone to listen to you. (laughs) Well, it's weekly nights um, on Thursdays. And I'm just on there once a night for like, or yeah, once a week um, talking about coach's wife life and kind of, I really want it to be where like fans get to like, Get in a little insight on our life. Like, I mean, you're never going to understand it completely. But if we can get, especially as coaches' wives, to, for people to understand what we go through. Um, and I think there's so many different platforms out there, but I'm trying to take it on a different perspective where it's just like a lot of platforms are to relate to coaches' wives and not really to let everyone else what it's like to be a coach's wife and what we deal with. Yeah, you um, kind of like talk to each other, right? Yeah, there are, there's so many like pages and podcasts that are about coaches' wives and everyone joins them, but it's like for coaches' wives. Yeah, and I think it's funny that you bring that up too. Uh, I, I've seen the life of like a college coach's family up close from when I was a volunteer at Creighton, and it takes very special people on both sides of that to make it work. Both you know, the partner who's not coaching and then the coach, like 
Can you give us a little bit more about that dynamic? That That's a tough dynamic, I feel like, from the outside looking in. I've been lucky that when I was doing it, I didn't have a partner to, you know, have to have to make it work with. And it, it's something that has always kind of fascinated me because both it takes two special people to make that work. Communication, communication. Mm-hmm. And we are far from perfect with communication. There's so many times where I'm like, well, there's no communication going on here. But um, I want to say we're above the average with communication. And when you are communicating with each other, it makes life in general just so much easier. Um, and just accepting um, independence as a wife or partner. You have to have your own thing, be able to be on your own, take the kids wherever, not constantly just like, okay, when are you free? When are you free? Like, I want to go take the kids and just do it. And if he can come, great. If he can meet you even there, like even better, because then the kids go bananas they're like wait we had no idea you know and that's i'm just really big on family and i think mickey understood that so and it's kind of weird because when i first got into that i had so many wives who like have your own life don't worry about what he's doing and stuff like that and i like i liked it but then i did it because i'm like but he's my husband you know like or he's my boyfriend whatever and i'm like I want him to be a part of it. I want him to like know what we're doing. And there's so many times where I tell him, oh, we did this. And he's like, yeah, you know. And then afterwards he's like, wait, you guys did what? You know, <laughs> Yeah. Like, you guys went and did this. And I'm like, yeah. And he, I send him pictures all the time. So I think that's really key in making it work. Do you, did it make it easier? Cause you yourself, you were a coach at Alcorn State, correct? Softball. Correct. Does that experience for you and being kind of on that side of that that life did it make it easier similar um i actually want to say that made it harder for me because um i think what made it easier was um when i first met mickey is i worked for him and i got to see what they did daily so i don't think if i wouldn't have ever worked for him i'd been like you guys just sit in that office and don't do that. Either. Boy, please. Yeah, there's no way you guys are in meeting for 12 hours. Because like, no, every time I call him, he's like, or, you know, text him or something. He's like, I'm in a meeting. I'm like, no way you've been in a meeting for about six hours, buddy. Like, So under like working for him and understanding what they were doing, because there's so many times where they like are just sitting there. But when they're just sitting there and shooting, you know, like they're <laughs> they're they're still talking about football. You know what I mean? Like they might not be in a meeting, but they're still talking about football and coming up with ideas and talking about certain players and stuff. So that is what really helped me understand what it's like when I text him and he's not responding and he's like, "I'm in a meeting," and I'm like, "Okay, are you?" And then I'll respond like. Are you really in a meeting? Are you sitting in your office with guys around? <laughs> it it never like, ends, right? Like it's it's all it's it does not all gas, no breaks for real. And that's Mickey. Like <laughs> a joke to tell you guys. Um, so a coach asked him like what his hobbies were, and he like looked over and was like, like well, he was like, well, what are your hobbies? He's like, well, I golf and do that. And he's like, a hobby. Football. <laughs> I was like, wait, like you. So wait, does like, does no Mickey golf? Does Mickey golf? 
Absolutely not. Okay, I'm taking him. He's coming to Omaha. I'm taking him out golfing. I'm not a real golfer. Um, he will drink with you. Perfect. That's, perfect. That's, that's, that's even all, better. That's all we want. Yeah, no, that's that's all we really want. With, like, hey, come golf with me, have a beer, drive the golf cart. He's there. That's all oh. you had to do was tell us that. Yeah. Perfect. We there got it. Go. He's he's playing it. He's playing in our scramble now. There you go. That's gonna be the worst scramble of all time with all of us, but hey, it's fine. Uh, We're gonna have yeah. a good time doing it at least. Yes. My fiance is gonna be on speed dial as my Uber. <laughs> Don't we have our own Uber driver here? What do you do when the Uber driver's drunk though? Oh well that's right. We need a new one. <laughs> that's true. Well, you know, there's responsible adults. Can you out there. get a DUI on a Tesla? Well, I think it's self-drive, so it's a gray area. Let's ask Elon on that one. Bring him on on the next podcast. There you go. Well, so this is part of uh, part of your, your podcast or your radio show I was listening to, and this caught my ear, that you guys have been together, I believe, 12 or 13 seasons now, and yes. Mickey has never had a losing season with you guys together. Correct. So what I'm saying is we're probably in for a big rebound season, right? Like, I mean, you're the good luck charm for all of us. So absolutely, I'm the, I'm his biggest catch, right? Like, oh, 100. percent. I mean, he got a six star <laughs> recruiting job there. What, what do you What do you say? He did a pretty good job there. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're 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 excited. I mean, it's that that's crazy. That honestly, I didn't know that stat that 12 or 13 years, but no losing record. I mean, that's. That's phenomenal. So I was joking with him because I was like, well, we, I was like, man, I was like, you're going to have to get like a new wife or something. He was like, why? Was like, we broke our like losing record, right? Like, <laughs> season. He was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't play the bowl game. <laughs> so technically I finished five and five. Ah, touche. That's still 500. No, That's not, not a losing record. Losing season. I was like, oh, okay. Well, then you can still keep me then. <laughs> He can still stick around for at least now. Yeah, that's all right. We're getting all semantical. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to argue numbers here a little bit. It's not a big deal. No, that, that's phenomenal. And, I mean, especially all the places he's been and everything. I mean, we're just – we couldn't be more ecstatic to have him up here. I mean, guy hit the – hit the just running straight off the jump. Yeah. Have Had you ever been to Lincoln before Mickey tells you, hey, we're going? No. How does that conversation go, by the way? <laughs> Is it just like, hey, babe, we're uh, we're going to Lincoln? <laughs> well, he kind of had an idea. I don't know what it was. I mean, this was like August. In August, he was like, I think we're going to go to Lincoln. I'm like, did you get a call or something? He's like, no, it's August. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe you did. <laughs> That's a hell of a question. No, like he just had this feeling that we were going. So it was kind of just like something I – prepared and i mean not that new coach i was gonna get fired but you kind of we know football we know you know everyone's we're in it and you just have to prepare in case he did get fired like what what was where were we gonna go next so i think i was prepared to move not necessarily lincoln <laughs> but it's, it's not all bad right you got your extra parkas and then today it was 60 I mean, you go from... You know, we could have had Mickey on the golf course today. The, the, the change of the weather. We, there are people that refer to Lincoln as the San Diego of the Big Ten. Because that average, <laughs> that average temperature probably sits around, what, 55? I'm getting looks. Like, who, you know, who refers to it as that? Well, me. Well, I was drunk when I said that once. <laughs> well, anyway. So the point is that, you know, 
we complain about the weather, and then we get sixty days. So it's not all bad, right? I'm just trying to I'm trying to make it. A no, I can do like <laughs> days like this all the time, all the time. Well, good news is you're gonna you're gonna be in you're gonna be in heaven for the next probably ten days. Saturday's gonna be a little bit cold, but other than that, it's gonna be fifties and sixties. So you know, usually we the got kids two and I feet will of snow. Be outside every single day. Oh, take advantage of it while you can. Yes. It'll, it'll snow soon enough. Oh, Have you guys well, done snow angels yet? No, we haven't. Oh, actually, yes, my daughter did. The, that I think it was like the day that we arrived, it started snowing, or the day sh- my kids arrived, it was like snowing either the day or that day after. So, had they been in the snow before? I mean, I no, they hadn't. Neither of them had ever seen snow. That's that's pretty cool uh, memory, isn't it? Just as a parent, yes, so seeing your kids out in the snow the first time. That's, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, and then when they were like jumping on the trampoline, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a this is a little extreme, y'all. Like, let's just play on the ground. <laughs> oh no, that's the best way to experience the snow is on a trampoline. If you fall uh, off, well, I mean, look, they experience bounce. It. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so, as we're kind of talking about, you know, you coming to Lincoln from LSU, that brings up another interesting dynamic of both the coach's wife life and just coaching life in general. How does that move transpire? Like, did you stay in Louisiana to sell the house and then Mickey find a house here and Mickey live out of a hotel for a while? Like, how does that work? Are you guys in your permanent house for now or what's going on there? So this is the first time in 12 seasons that we've ever moved in or even gotten a, like, coaching change in December. All of his changes have come in, like, February, like, the end of January, February is usually when, so when this hit, like right before the holidays, I was losing my mind. One, because I'm like Mrs. Claus, like when people come over to our house, they're like, like, did Christmas just throw up in your house? Yes. Yes, it did. And I have little ones and, but I grew up that way. My mom, like, it was like winter wonderland in my parents' house. Like if, if we had Christmas is such a big deal. I love watching it through my kids. So you may be my um, favorite person now just because of that. I'm a huge Christmas person myself. So yeah. Mickey, on the other hand, he's like, Hey, can you wait until like December to decorate? (laughs) No. I mean, my decorations up before like Thanksgiving. Are they they, they still, if you were in, if you had more time would the director decorations still be up on February 7th? No, they would be no. <laughs> okay. You know, I yeah. think I just added another house to my Santa Claus route that I do every Christmas. My my sister, she has four little ones now. Um, and every year I dress up as Santa and go run around their yard so the kids can see me and they oh think they gosh, saw I Santa. I'll uh, I'll send you the video this year. They are going crazy. Oh my god, my kids would go like bananas. Maybe I'll 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 make a tri- make the trip to Lincoln for you guys since you came on the there podcast. You go. You're our first yes. guest. I gotta owe you something, right? She's there you go. You I'll take my that. House is away. Like, yeah, this is our house. We'll watch from afar. Yeah. Oh, there's that idiot. Like, He's dressed like Santa Claus. That's fine. That. Well, so it's funny. This year it was nice on Christmas Eve. So I I drove home from my sister's house with the windows down, blaring Christmas music out of my car, trying to spread Christmas cheer to everybody on the road. It did not go over well. You like, I'm pretty sure somebody gave me the middle finger. Finally, somebody oh, no. said Merry Christmas, Santa, but it, it didn't go over well. Like, 
admittedly, I probably looked a little creepy, but. Anything for the kids, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I told Recording my brother-in-law he, he owes me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nope, that's okay. That's just the pop. That's just the uh, recorder. I don't know why that. But we're still recording, recording on your computer. Yeah, progress. no, we're still recording there. And now it's back. Fucking thing. We'll put in our sponsor ad right there. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's exactly where that's going to happen. Perfect. At. Whoops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we'll just uh, drop in the sponsor ad. I'm a little bit of a professional. Are we? Are we <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, we've yeah. been good there the whole time. Oh, it's just okay. the fucking audio. Or the was it visual. Zoom? Was it Zoom? Yeah, it was Zoom. Yeah. All right. It's because I don't have a paid subscription, so they're trying to get me at the worst time. <laughs> Yeah, so they know how to get you. So, Mrs. Joseph, uh, as you as you transition to Nebraska, and it, it feels like for us on day one, you kind of just walked out in the neighborhood and, and started saying hello to everyone on Twitter, and people are interacting, and you're interacting back, and I think I think for a lot of people there was a little bit of a Okay, let's let's verify this first. Let's make sure that this is who it is. <laughs> but just that that engagement, and now you've got your radio show on ninety three seven, the ticket in Lincoln. Was is this or was that by design? Is that something you had done at, at previous uh, schools where where coach was at? Um, you know, in your personal life, things like that, or is this just kind of something where it just felt right and? And away you are, and thankfully for us, it's helped because you know we're talking to you. Uh, how did that? How did that all come about for you? Honestly, I have no idea. Like I literally saw a video of Mickey, and I reposted it, and just said how fat you know. And I'm like, I have no followers. You know, I didn't use any hashtags or anything, and just said how fast we're moving to Lincoln. Because, and the reason why I had said that was because Mickey has always spoke so highly of Nebraska. One that is such a family-friendly state. Everybody there has just been so nice to him. And he has so many memories here. He still has so many relationships. So I, like, jokingly, because obviously I had zero, like, I had 15 followers. I'm like, oh, okay, how fast are we moving to Lincoln? Now you have and over 7,600. Yeah, like it was insane. So I was like taken back by it. But I was, I mean, I got a kick out of it. And I thought people were like joking with me, like making fun of the whole situation. So I went with it and I was like, all right, let's, let's have some fun. And then it just turned out that everybody took to it. And it's been such a breath of fresh air for even for me that I can now help and bring kind of like a coaches thing and fans and bring kind of a connect together because Mickey has always said how special Nebraska fans are. And I mean, we're also coming from LSU, which their fans are amazing. I mean, the fans there are great. It can be pretty rowdy and crazy and all that stuff. But so I hear y'all can too. So I think there's a lot of similarities. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I, I really am just taken back by the response by everybody. Well, I think it's a, a good thing. And you kind of mentioned it too, but giving the fans and, you know, we take for granted what we get out of all this with watching the games and the dedication that the players are putting into it and the coaches and things like that. And with even more so the coaches' wives, the coaches' families, but having you interact and actually putting your own 
feelings and your own thoughts and opinions and your day-to-day and family and all that stuff, I think that humanizes the situation. And we're, I'm hopeful that people recognize that and can take a, 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 a pause. You know, it's like t- yeah. taking that test, you get that test back in college, and the professor says, let's just wait 24 hours before you complain about your grade. Mm-hmm. And but now you know people see that that you are, this is who you are, and yeah. you're not. You have nothing to do with the play call on third and two, you know any yeah. of those things. And it can that interaction. I think it's going to be a great thing. I think it's going to be positive. And I can't recall, and maybe these guys can. Any other coaches' wives? Any other? No, it's never brothers. happened. No, I, it's never I, happened. And <laughs> going off of what you're saying, I I think it's something that we long for as fan like. Not every fan wants it, but no, there's yeah. some dicks out there. there well, no, what, we've, what we've I'm trying to get, some. yeah, what, what <laughs> I'm trying, what plenty. I'm trying to, oh, I, that raises a different question, but just based off worded phrasing, oh. um, <laughs> I what I think it, what I think it does, I, I think you, the way you put it humanizes it makes a huge difference. Like now, now we're you know kind of let in, we see a glimpse of your family, and you know, God forbid things don't go well. It needs to calm down the fan base a little bit because at the end of the day, there's people involved in all of this. And I think that is forgotten by so many fans at every school, every, you know, even pro- professional organizations. And, you know, you have to move your kids from, from school to school every time you change jobs. And it, it can be tough. And I just yes. don't think that enough fans recognize all of that. Yeah, I agree. And this is probably our first move well it is our first move where our daughter kind of like understands like she's at that age where it does affect her and it it's been really really hard for her and it's just it's hard because this is our first time dealing it with that with at that age and you know she had her best friends and having to pick up and move like thank god for technology that you can like just face on but mickey thinks it's kind of like not helping the situation I think it it helps. Um, it does make it harder because you still get to see them and interact. But then you're it doesn't force them to go make new friends. Then, you know. Yes. Yeah, I, I see so. both sides of it. So, talking about fans and coming from LSU, I, I have two questions. One, have you have you received the same kind of welcome here, or have you received a similar welcome anywhere else you guys have been? But two going to SEC games, where do you stand on alcohol sales in Memorial Stadium? Okay, one, um, no, I've never gotten this kind of response. Or, I mean, everywhere we've gone, fans have been and just very welcoming. Um, but it, it just always depends on the season and stuff like that. I think this, what made it so different is, this is Mickey's alma mater. So I wouldn't expect this at LSU, at any other school that we're at. Yes, Louisiana is home for him, but he didn't, that's not his school. That's not where he graduated from. So, um, but I, I also didn't expect like the, I had no idea y'all were crazy over him. Like I knew you guys liked him, but like, let's be real. I'm the, I'm, I'm the catch, right? Like you guys really want me, not him. Okay. I'm just kidding. But no, I'm like still thrown off that like everyone's bananas over him. So, yeah. uh, and then, we love us some Josephs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> y- y'all are welcome here. 
Uh, forever. Y'all are good. Forever? I'll forever. Y'all are good. I don't have to move again. I'm good. Y'all are stuck here. <laughs> so you even got a round of applause on yeah. that one, too. Good thing we tested those. <laughs> oh, thank God. You know, we're a little bit ahead of it this time. So, but alcohol sales at Memorial Stadium, I mean, I know it's a big thing in the SEC, and we as fans have been fighting, begging for it here for years. Um, where do you, where do you stand on that now that because you, you've seen it up close, right? I mean, yes. at those games, is it worse? Yeah, so LSU didn't approve it until 2019, champion like championship year, all that good stuff. And that that's why you great. want a championship. Yes, <laughs> man, we need beer and up here I right was now. Pregnant that year, so like it was a joke because I always have bad luck, and everyone's like, "Oh, of course, they approve it this year now that you're pregnant and all this stuff." So I didn't get to enjoy it, but you do see. I really think it's a, a great idea. One, because LSU is really big on tailgating and people, we would like binge, right? Like you're just like, oh, you got to get that buzz to last you like a whole game and have a good time and all that. And knowing that there's alcohol sales in, in the stadium, it's like, okay, well, now I can enjoy tailgating. I can socialize and not have to just worry about drinking, drinking, drinking because you can still get some more in the stadium. So I think it really eliminates that whole binge drinking and people not making it throughout the entire game. I completely agree. I actually read a study released by the SEC that indicates the same thing. Yeah. So I wanted to bring up something, because you brought up family being pretty important. And, and, you know, honestly, with with Nebraska fans, um, we are insane. We're out of our goddamn minds. And so – Welcome being part of that. But Lebraska, y'all brought Lebraska up here. So since none of us are from Louisiana, obviously, what do we need to bring up here to make all the Louisiana players and family, what do we need to bring up here to make them feel at home? Is, is there certain Cajun like, food? Fo- oh, please give me some Cajun food up here. That'd be phenomenal. Do you know anybody that I mean, wants to open a restaurant? Add some Cajun seasoning to some of these foods and I think we'd be good because it's just... It's a little, I mean, just from us. And we're also coming from Louisiana. Like, it's like seasoning Central America. Oh, yeah. They season, like, bread. So <laughs> I smoke everything, so we I, get, I get it 100%. We have garlic yes. bread. If it ain't got an inch of seasoning on it, you're not doing it right. Sorry. Speaking of smoking, oh, my God, Mickey's going <laughs> to. Did he try and smoke something and fail? Well, no, listen, Mickey's like big on smoking his, he likes grilling and all that stuff. So we left his last grill in Louisiana because he was um, like a smoker. But he's like, and I, I was joking, I'm like, well, I mean, you have so many Twitter followers. Like, why don't you just ask somebody to like, make you a smoker? Like, make your own smoker and all that stuff. He's like, well, since you have so many followers, post it on yourselves. We were going back and forth, but it's so funny because he's like, he went yesterday to go find a grill and whatever, and he's like, I didn't like anything. I was like, there's a go and ask your people. <laughs> there's a Twitter, and I, I have to look up the name again, who makes grates, metalworks, and stuff like that, but and has Husker designs in them. So when you put stuff on them, you get the seared end and, and things like that. And oh, love I, it. If you if you put something out there, you would probably, what's today, Monday? You'd probably have a brand new smoker in your driveway by Friday. Like hand, <laughs> Easily. hand forged, welded, tested, you know, everything's already burned off the, 
You'd be ready. The burnoff's already done. With, you just got to say that you want one. With everything that Mickey's already done, Nebraska fans are going to do whatever it takes to keep him here. So, yeah, you might have it by tomorrow. I'll give you mine if you want it. I, I got it at home. I'll drive it down. It's not a big deal. Slightly used. <laughs> so, it, it's funny that you, and this is off topic. This is something that we're going to do a lot of, I know. But I, surprise. While we're talking about smokers and making stuff, I actually saw. A Buffalo's Bill, a Buffalo Bills fan who made a tailgate grill out of a toilet. I'm not surprised. It, I'm just surprised they didn't jump through it. I've seen I've seen a few other things that they've done too that are, that are pretty cool. But I don't even if the toilet's brand new and never been used as a toilet, I don't think I could eat eating. off that grill. <laughs> I'm not eating. There's no way, right? Nope. No. Not no. No, no way. Nope. If it's right. painted black, does that matter? Like a smoker? Does that change the opinion? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I mean, close, but no cigar. No cigar. But you know, you can you can make it like a sweet smoker out of. You can go to a junkyard and find a rusty like 1938 Ford pickup and make a smoker out of the out of the front end. But Drake, they also sell them. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one. Yeah, but Mickey deserves something them. custom and awesome. So I think we should go saw off the front end of a Ford. I'm, I already I'm am his, his Uber color, driver. I'm as custom as you can get. You want custom? <laughs> there you go. You want custom? Because I'm the last one, obviously, that's schlepping for an address for your guys' house now. But we will send you a Church of the Corn sticker, and you can put it right on a smoker. <laughs> there you go. There we go. I'll I think we should just do a... We'll uh, send it P.O. Box. We should just do a full smoker and just do it that way. Yeah. Anybody know a wood or a metal maker or someone that can work with metal? I think we can find one. All right. We know a guy or two. It's not a big deal. We'll figure that out as we we'll go. We'll figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. We just figure shit out as we go. How? Uh, well, we don't. I literally thought he lost his mind for even thinking of something crazy like that. But oh, it's so easy, though. It's <laughs> Although I will say this. So I, I did have one really bad experience with a smoker. I almost caught my house on fire on Thanksgiving because apparently uh, the fire that was in the main canister went into the pellets. And it, it went up, and then I was sleeping like an idiot. And so I went outside to check on it at like 2 a.m., and I opened it up, and fire shot and hit me in the face. Um, my house didn't burn down. That's a start. So that's good, I guess. That, that's, that's, that was that's, a win. Yeah, no, we're going to take that as the only one that happened that day. <laughs> there weren't many. So Super Bowl's coming up. A couple of mickey's former players are playing in it what's what's it like in the joseph household uh how close were you able to get with some of these players uh what's going on there um jamar was one of i mean that's like my daughter's favorite player of all time um, mine too right now <laughs> <laughs> so and it's funny because um i'm really good friends with odell's mom oh Heather wow and so, you know, with the Rams and then, you know, all that stuff. So it's so funny because my brother, my daughter had a whole incident with Odell at the championship. Um, so she does not like him at all. And it, it wasn't bad. She was just, I mean, she was, what, four? I don't know. But she knew Odell's mom and didn't know who Odell was. So she just didn't understand what was happening so she has like this idea of Odell and just does not like him. So my brother was like, so who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for Odell? Or are you rooting for Jamar? And she was like, 
I don't even know who Odell is. <laughs> I was like, that's Heather's son. She was like, well, I know Miss Heather, but I don't know who Odell is. I don't know Odell. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, she knows who he is, but it's so funny. Like her More like no Dell. No, <laughs> I'm rooting for Jamar. <laughs> I'm looking for the booing. It's a D. Drop right we, don't, we don't have a boo yet, but we do have bad joke drums. Oh, I already hit it. Don't worry, guys. I'm ahead of you there. As soon <laughs> oh, as I heard yeah. that shit no, happen. So when, when Odell would score, she would like get so mad because I'm like, yeah, and she would be throwing pillows at me and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a sassy one on your hands, so you better watch out in the future. It's true. It's true. I do. It's a Priscilla Jr. So uh, have fun with that. Good luck. With a little twist of, or a whole lot of Mickey, I should say. Really good luck then. Yeah. At least she's going to be a hell of a recruiter. (laughs) Say that again? I said at least she's going to be a hell of a recruiter. That's right. She sure is. Honestly, it's pretty cool. So there's a picture of uh, Bill Bush, uh, Mickey Joseph, Joey B, and then Chase, obviously, I believe is at an award ceremony. Um, Obviously, they're pretty close with those guys. It's a pretty cool situation that they were there at the same time. Um, Everything kind of landed for that LSU team at the same time. You know, it just lined up perfectly. Um, Do you have any major or great memories of of that season that happened, you know, when they won the national title? I guess my biggest is like I told Mickey, I think it was probably like middle of August of 2019. And I, I told him, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, cause I would go, um, cause I deliver um, brownies to our players Fridays before home games. And there I was, I was doing something, but I'm there often. I'm usually in this stadium just to drop stuff off or, meet with Mickey and all that stuff. But I like would walk in in August and I'm like, I would get chills all the time. Every time I, in 2019, every time I walked into the building, I would just get chills. And he's like, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. There's like different energy and I'm very big on energy. And I was like, I cannot describe it, but there's something big going on here. And he's like, and he told me like during camp, he's like, man, we're going to be really good. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see, you know, We'll see. That's what you he's know, supposed to say, right? Optimistic about it. What was that? So that's what he's supposed to say, right? Right. I mean, he. But there's. I mean, he's pretty honest sometimes. Where he's just like, uh, you know, we're gonna be good, but not like the best. Um, but that year, he's like, man, we're gonna be really, really good. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be really fun. But it was just something about the energy, like the kids just, or you know, the boys just had this energy they were completely different i can't i've never felt that again or before they just were really family like i mean offense defense the staff like everything it was just very very special and i there's really not other way to describe it though so i've got a i got a question for you because obviously i'll bring it up joe burrow is a big topic around these parts for obvious reasons, since mm-hmm. you were down around him, I mean, what kind of, I don't know how much you were actually around Joey B, but what kind of person is it? What is he? Is he a relaxed kind of guy? Is he as cool as we all think he is? What, he's what's a little bit about Joey B? He's probably ever meet. I'm not kidding. He, and he's the humblest, chillest dude ever. Like he, it's like, he doesn't know who he is. 
like how big he you know like he's joey b and he's just like um i don't know that afc championship outfit leads me to believe he knows (laughs) (laughs) the chain and everything walking out telling people no it's all real yeah Yeah. all real he knows how is that even a question though like what's he gonna do show up with cubic zirconias in there or whatever they're called i mean come on now it's joey b you mean we all don't shop at claire's <laughs> i think that's beyond claire's <laughs> i think that's beyond anything we have here honestly yeah but he he's he's a cool dude he's very humble uh he thinks he's just as regular as the next guy i mean he, we obviously know he's not but that's what he thinks. <laughs> uh, I mean, that dude might be the next great one that comes out. Just just with what he's done with, I don't want to say a bad team. Like he's got talented players on that team all around him, but like, he's just a damn stud. Yeah, hungry, cool, though. cool, and collect. Yeah, him cool. and Jamar have always. They, I mean, they were ones that when we would, you know, me and my daughter would go visit. You know, after practice, we'd be hanging out with Mickey, and they would still be on the field, like getting extra reps or they would be out there before, you know, if we'd go before practice, they would be and the, their, their chemistry is something that I, I don't see anybody else duplicating. You know, it's, it's funny after the draft, I had so many friends text me. I can't believe the Bengals went, went with a wide receiver instead of an offensive lineman after Joey just got hurt. And I was like, you know, there's, just, there's something there between those two. Like, I didn't Joey know that what it was, he was doing. I didn't know <laughs> what it is, right? Like you you didn't imagine that Jamar was going to have this kind of rookie year, but it's it's obvious Mickey that did. Joe had some sort of input on I want him go get him whatever you have to do. So what did you Mickey knew this about 2 years ago. And and that's I've been thinking about that. If, if coach Joseph knew that he was going to he was going to be good as you watched him from a high school recruit, Jamar Chase, to where he is, you know, five days away, six days away from the Super Bowl, what was that ascension like for him? Did it, was it was it partly maturing just as an individual, and then the development, strength, you know, stuff like that, or was it was there always something there, or or, and if you have to lie, this is fine. Did Mickey just really pull it out of him, and that's what we all want to hear right now? That Mickey was the catalyst for that, but. I, I get the feeling, I get the feeling that when you said that they're out on the field and, and things like that, is that because they obviously they want to get better? But is there just this natural like, hey, I don't want to let Coach Joseph down? Does that do you see that as well? That is that's a big one. Um, when Mickey gets players, that's he his relationship with them is. I mean, they probably end up leaving there or, you know, before they sign that I'm Mickey's kid and he's going to take care of me like I'm his, like my last name, the jersey on the back of my shirt says Joseph. And that's that's Mickey. Um, what Mickey saw in Jamar was something that, not that he had to like convince, um, but he told, he told Talia and um jimmy his parents he goes listen three years he's gonna get drafted he's gonna go on he's gonna take care of your family but not only that he's gonna go in and be the biggest show in the nfl and making you like i mean and he would just say that like it was hey we're gonna go have lunch tomorrow you know what i mean like it was nothing and i'm like i would ask him all the time like how do you know he's like oh no trust me like 
he's special. He's like, I've never seen somebody with the hands that he has. And, and, but also Jamar is very, very driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what Mickey pulled out of him was like more of his confidence is knowing like, Hey, it's okay to be confident. Cause Jamar was confident, but I think Mickey reassured him. If you are confident with what you say you are, then it's okay to be like that. You just got to go out and show it, right? Like it's okay to be a confident person, but when you're being confident and then not actually like showing how confident you think you are, then it's like, and that, that there's, that's, I think that's what kind of would take Jamar into like some valleys and stuff like that. He's like, man, but you said I was going to be so good. And he's like, you are, but you also need to like believe it and then go out and do it. And he does that, but Mickey does bring out the best in everybody, not just his players, but like my kids and just people around, like around him. He's always like your hype person. He just, he wants the best for people. So, yeah. So two things real quick. Uh, I'm an Eagles fan, and I was pissed that they did not trade up and get Jamar Chase. Uh, I said, trade the whole draft. I don't care what you have to do. Get Chase because that dude is an absolute stud. I'm happy with Smith. He's a, he's a baller too, but I wanted Chase so bad. But, you know, kind of what you were saying, uh, the relationship building aspect of it. Obviously, Mickey is able to build relationships with anybody he comes into contact with, and it, it it's incredible to see him be able to relate to different players of different backgrounds and different things like that. Um, and you're seeing it with the recruiting class that he's, he's bringing in right now. It, it's, it's interesting to see someone, um, I guess, really dive into the personal aspect of things. And you've seen it in the past, obviously, which is, which is great. Um, you know, it, it just seems like that's a special skill that he's got to be able to relate to these young men in, in a different way than we've had in the past here. And I, th- I think it's phenomenal. And, I really think it's going to pay off for him pretty quickly with just the dudes he's getting, and he's going to keep those dudes here. And who he's already got here. Yeah, 100%. He's already got them here, and they're not going anywhere because they've got that personal relationship with Mickey Joseph, which which is which is phenomenal. And like you said, it goes to your kids and everything like that as well. Um, he's just a dude that I'm excited that we've got up here. It's, it's something different than we've had. And it's a much-needed change, I personally think, in all honesty. Now, is there anybody, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to, but is there anybody that was already on the roster that Mickey's like, that can be that guy when he when he came in? Or, you know, you, again, you don't have to answer it, but like, is there, who, who should we be expecting a breakout from that's already on the roster, which is really hard to imagine since we returned almost that entire room? I really don't know the answer to that because he hasn't, he's still learning personalities and that's his, like I said, like relationships big on him. Once he figures a kid out, he doesn't just go in and start coaching. He wants to build that relationship so that he knows how to coach. Cause he doesn't coach every kid the same, right? Like kid doesn't get treated the same. And there's, you know, different philosophies on that and in coaching, but I, I love that. I, I think that's that's an important part of coaching. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, because not every person's the same. So how are you, you know, how are you going to teach, you know, coach them the same? And you can't. You if got, a kid doesn't know how to get his ass chewed out, like, and he doesn't respond to that, you can't do that. And I, I think that's a problem that we've had with coaches in the past that at every level in every sport, like, 
my my dad will say it and he had to learn how to re-coach kids when he started coaching my brother because my brother doesn't react the same way i do so i i think that's that's an important factor that i think a lot of coaches are starting to realize even at the college level now absolutely yeah so i think that once he gets that situated once he starts um creating relationships with his players and seeing what they have to offer and another thing is i mean He's always his biggest thing is going after someone that's going to go out there and do it themselves. Like, yes, yeah, I'm going to push you, but I, I can't do the steps for you. You know, I can draw them out for you, but you need to have that drive. So that's another thing that I think maybe or kind of be an imprint here that it's just like, eh, I'll do it if I want to. And there's not really that like, hey, we're going to go. We're going to go get this done. And once you change that mindset, I think a lot, a lot of things will change. You have a pretty good grasp of what it takes to be a coach. You know, you've done it. You're seeing it firsthand, living through it at, at, at the you know highest level of college sports. Do you have aspirations and, and, and ideas of getting back into coaching yourself, whether it's youth level with your daughter or you know in in town and for a club in Lincoln or beyond that? Is that something you'd like to do or? Oh yeah. I told Mickey, I was like, I'm leaving. I don't want to go back coaching. I miss it. Look, I told Mickey when we first got together, I wasn't going to be like a stay at home mom. And cause it's hard. It's not, it's not easy. It's like there, I mean, I, there's so many days where I struggle with it um, because I was coaching at a collegiate level so young. And it like, there was times where I was just like, I like hated him. I'm like, you come home and you're always talking about coaching and I'm like, I should be, you know, like I want to be out there and cause it's, it's a calling. It's not something that you like, all right, I'm going to go and be a coach. Today. Like, it's not, it's not something that people just, I mean, there's some people that do, but it's something that I know is in me. And yes, I do really want to get back into the softball world. I prefer collegiate, um, but I do like the developmental stages, like high school and stuff like that. So hopefully if an opportunity comes about and I can't turn it around, then Mickey knows. <laughs> well, this podcast is going to get big enough that someone's going to give you an offer tomorrow. So, so good luck with go. that. Tell Mickey he's got to deal with that. Sorry. That didn't come from me. There's going to be no more radio show because I want to go coaching. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I guess give and take. Well, kind of depends on whichever one you want to do really. There You'll just go. have to do a coach's show. There you go. <laughs> so you've never been to a spring game or anything up here then? Since it's really it's your first time up here, right? Yeah, first time. I hear y'all have a good time. You guys tailgate for a spring game. I've never even heard of that. There are more people in the spring <laughs> game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the stat, but I'm just gonna make it up anyway. There are more people that come to the Husker spring game than attend um northwestern on average minnesota on usc average. usc I, 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 texas because fuck texas joking. i bet you could take the average <laughs> attendance of northwestern and illinois and you could probably substitute minnesota in there as well and add them together and they wouldn't equal the amount of fans that go to the husker spring game it's just that is insane there's, there's 70 to eighty thousand yeah, plus in there there's a connection there's a there's a and you're gonna see this just you might have Go on to Twitter tonight and mute these words. There's nothing else to do in Nebraska because that's what always comes back that, oh, there's nothing else to do. Let's go to the spring game. 
<laughs> you know what? We get the we get the spring. It's it's like anything else though. We get the spring game, then we get six or seven home games, and now moving forward, bowl game every year, and then national championships. Thanks because you guys are here. Yeah, starting this year. Um, that's why wouldn't you put if you're in you like it you're you enjoy it you're passionate about it that's what you're going to do you know i i just don't understand so when you go down there and you're going to start to see it that week you're going to start to see things change once the once the practices start in the spring it's uh it'll be interesting to get your opinion after you know you go through the spring game and you see that and then as it kind of ramps up towards the season it's uh it'll be it, it'll be fun yeah, you're gonna well, have to I had definitely come back. Someone asked me if I would um, video like my first experience. Of course, you gotta. So I think I'm going to. I think I'm gonna look for like a videographer to come with me to the um, spring game and kind of get. What do you guys think about that? I think that's a great idea. You should. We'll do a joint drop. So the same time and day that you drop it on your Twitter account, the Church of the. Corn will drop it on their Twitter account. There we go. I'll be down there too, so let me know if, if you want to do I, a, a I, video. I think I think we're working on <laughs> actually putting together and like sponsoring a tailgate for it. Oh really? That, that's Look, in the, that's in the works right that, now. That's yeah. our, we want to do I, like I a huge have tailgate. To fix the wives tailgate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just got shunned. I'm just kidding. No, look, tailgating is my my jam. It's like a place where you just go and have a good time before you like stress out during the game. Like at least for me, like I'm like, oh man. Oh yeah. Good thing about the spring game is uh, we win either way. So that's that's go. the nice thing about it. It's it's one game that hey we're gonna win either way. The tailgate there down go. there is an absolute blast. So. If you look for a tailgate can't and you can't wait. find one, well, like I said, I think we're going to try and sponsor one, and I'm kind of in talks with a couple of folks already, so we might have something uh, pretty fun going on down there if you want to join. Well, let me know. I'll come stop by. Bring the camera. Bring yeah, the bring the whole crew. Uh, it would be, gotcha. I, you would – I don't even know if you'd be surprised, but you might be shocked on the response and the reaction you get when you show up. And you're like, hey, guys, and then, you know, there's 50 people that come running over and – want you to autograph stuff too that's it's it's pretty cool that would be really weird actually i would find that really weird not that i mean it's it's fine but i would like i'm i don't know i think your uber driver can also double as a bodyguard there we go <laughs> that's true I, i've been i've been uh, accused of being a bodyguard once or twice in my day so it's well i saw your job. lifting video i'm pretty sure you can do it <laughs> oh yeah that, that was a light day sorry I, I i gotta do a heavy day here soon oh man that was awesome i loved it we're supposed to have days that we lift. Well, we're supposed to, but I mean that's overrated. I'm I'm lifting right now. And lift and lift. Well, oh, see, she's the classy one out of all of us. We don't know what's in that bottle. I'm just. I, we're just sitting in I some random office wine. we broke into. You had wine. You had wine on ninety three seven the other day. That was pretty cool. Yes, I wish it was wine. Comfort, but it's a comfort level. <laughs> I'm curious about something. When so you guys come out of the 2019 LSU's national champs, and mm -hmm. there's a connection to Nebraska, and as the pandemic takes over in the spring, and then everything's happening with the seasons, and the SEC was was pretty forthright in hey we're gonna figure this out we're gonna play, and then you had the Big Ten, um, who was dragging their feet, you know a message a message on August 8th and then a message on August 10th and things were were different what was the kind of the the 10,000 foot view from LSU and from those around asking you know getting ideas of what Nebraska was doing because they were threatening to throw a lawsuit and 
you know, people were outspoken, but then you had national media jumping on their case. What was that? What was that kind of like as you guys saw that from afar? Was there was there discussions about it, or was it just kind of hey, SEC is going, we're good to go? I mean, there might have been discussions on the inside that we didn't really know about, but um, I think I mean it's an SEC. It, let let's just no no filter here, all honesty. I think it's hey, we're, we're losing too much money if we don't play. So let's go ahead and play and see what the intake is. And it's football. You know? Like people are going to want to go and do, you know, they're not going to miss out on football. So I think SEC kind of had not really – it was like a no-brainer for them. Like we have to play because if not, we're losing too much money, um, too many TV contracts and all that stuff. I mean, that's – that's billions of dollars that they just weren't willing to lose. I like to hear that because you know it just seemed like the Big Ten's four sports and they want to do this stuff, but then it was they weren't sure. They didn't know which lane they wanted to be in, and Nebraska got a lot of flack for it. And pretty much, you know, a lot of people are telling them to sit down, shut up, know your place, you're not winning. Why do you even want to play? But it's football. It it means something. So just means more. Does it really mean more in the SEC? Based off of your experience up here already? So if it means more, it's just it provides for, for more, if that makes sense. That's a great perspective. I didn't even, yeah. That's a better way of putting it than the shit I've heard. You know, it means more. I mean, no, it gives you an opportunity to be able to better yourself, to get into school, to do it's this, to do this. It's all we have. How can it mean more than what we have? We're in fucking Nebraska. There's nothing <laughs> else that we have. We've got, like, a mall. It, it's funny. So, like, we love all our sports, right? Like, I'm pretty sure we have the best bowling attendance in the country, too. I, I can't verify that, but let's just say we do. You know, we support wrestling. We show out for volleyball. We show out for men's basketball, even though they've been a dumpster fire for years. Um, baseball. Baseball, football. Trap shooting. But at the end of the day, what dominates 90% of the headlines, even in the offseason? Football. It's it's all we have. I mean, you're right. Trap. It's it's rifle. <laughs> it's rifle. We were just talking about how we beat Army and rifle on Twitter a couple months ago. the shit there. But I... I I don't think we'll ever understand. As Nebraska fans, I, I can't say the same for the rest of the Big Ten because it doesn't mean more at Northwestern. It doesn't mean more at Illinois. But we take we take that to heart, and it's like a chip on our shoulders. I don't think Nebraska's ever going to let go every time an SEC school loses a bowl game. <laughs> what did What did Mickey say about the the passion of Nebraska and what that end means did he kind of give you the the cliff's notes of it to say hey prepare yourself for this or are you just learning on the fly because he he knows it i mean i was that when he was playing that was right in my wheelhouse i'm older than these guys and remember that fondly and it's just you 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 know those guys and you know we all you know collecting baseball cards you know you'd have to read the paper things are different now and it's easier to see those immediate reactions. But what did, what was his kind of opinion or kind of feedback to you saying, hey, get ready for this. What What's it going to be like? How did he explain that? Yeah. 
And uh, he, he did. He has given me um, some notice on, you know, how big things are here and how, I mean, this is all Nebraska has. And I'm like, I mean, there has to be more in Nebraska. Uh, you'd be surprised <laughs> on that one. Debatable. <laughs> well, now it's Nebraska and Mickey Joseph. But like on those should be two different. Like they're not even together anymore. I feel like you guys talk more about Mickey than you guys talk about football, um, which isn't a bad thing. I'm just I'm joking. I'm trying to come up with something smart ass to say, and I'm at a I'm at a loss yeah. for words. He's the adopted son that we've been missing forever because he went away, but he came back, and we're so damn happy that he's back. And it's even better now because he brought his family. So I'm just saying that's e- that's even better than it was before. Way better now. Yeah, because now we got Priscilla. So I mean, and we got the little ones, which are also going to be future Huskers. Cough, cough. Someone doesn't even have to do a recruiting job there. Oh, yeah. Little Mickey is all for football. He tells me every day he's going to be quarterback. I beg to differ. <laughs> well, what do you mean you beg to differ? <laughs> I mean, I'm softball, baseball family. So if I can – and um, my daughter is ambidextrous. So we kind of think he's going like the same route. And Mickey's like, no, I don't want him to be lefty. I'm like, well. So, you know Omaha has, like, the only ambidextrous player to ever make it to the major leagues? Really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played at Creighton. Um, Actually, when he was playing AAA ball for for the Yankees, they had to put in a rule for him with switch hitters because him Uh and the switch hitter got in, like, a 10-minute standoff where the batter would declare and he would switch. How funny. No, yeah. So, yeah, I want him to be lefty, and Mickey's like, no, I need him to be a righty. And I'm like, well, God <laughs> will decide. <laughs> I mean, if he's a boxer, I'm just going to be honest with you, you want him to be a lefty. I, I boxed for a long time. So if he's a boxer, make him be a lefty. There's only 10% of the population that's lefties. Are you so, going to let him be yeah. a boxer? Probably not. <laughs> well, shit, there goes my advice out the window. I did my best there. <laughs> well, one more question, and then we'll let you get on your way. Once again, we appreciate you so much for spending an hour with us, letting us be complete idiots and asking any question that we could think of under the sun. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the last question I've got, and I know you touched upon this a little bit earlier, but obviously Nebraska is a completely passionate fan base. And we take our, our coaches seriously. We take our, our players seriously. And you're the first actual coach's wife to really reach out to Husker fans. And, and, and take us in is kind of – one of your own, which which is awesome. And likewise, mm-hmm. is there anything you want to say to all your fans that are going to be listening to this podcast now? All eight of them? Eight <laughs> to, tw- eight not, to not 12. Your, not your eight fans, our eight fans. Our, our eight fans. She's got thousands. We're good with her. Is there anything you want to say to all thousand of your fans that are going to be listening to this podcast? And is there anything else you want to say before you take off tonight? Go big red, really. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like I'm so excited. I can't wait to continue to meet more people and just see what Nebraska football comes out to be. So we're gonna win the national title this year is what you're saying. That's that's, right. that's what I heard. <laughs> we need we need her to plug us on her show. I'm not sure if we can That's get like right. 18 national titles and five Heisman's in the same year, but I think we're about to find out this year. I think that's what Priscilla's saying here. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, Priscilla. Well, we're going to let you get on your way. Thank you so much for spending an hour with us. We so much appreciate Absolutely. it. 
Um, don't forget, it's, it's it's Thursdays, correct, for your show? Thursdays. Or? Thursday so nights at 9. Perfect. Yeah. 93.7 The Ticket in Lincoln. Be sure to check her out. Also, you can get the episodes online as well, so be sure to check her out. She is a fucking professional on the radio, completely <laughs> unlike me. So be sure to check her out. Um, Priscilla, thank you so much again for joining us. We greatly appreciate it, and have a great rest of your night. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Seger Designs makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, Go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast.